0: This is a Squeeze podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, this is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Tuesday, the 23rd of November. In your Sport Today, Tim Payne returns to the playing field, LeBron James gets ejected, Sam Kerr eyes a record, and Snooker's champion of champions is crowned. This is your Sport Today. We start today's show with the latest on former Australian captain Tim Payne. A lot has been said since Payne stood down as test captain on Friday, but yesterday he was back out on the field preparing for the Ashes. Yeah, and it's probably been a while since the second 11 game had this much attention.
1: So Payne played for Tasmania's second 11 team in Tassie yesterday and he took six catches as wicketkeeper. He didn't bat, but he is expected to bat at number five today against South Australia. Now this is Payne's first match since April and that's because of the offseason and neck surgery and it will likely be his only proper match before the first Ashes test that starts in Brisbane on December 8. Now there are about 500 spectators watching on and plenty of TV cameras there yesterday. And in the crowd was national selector George Bailey, who is a close friend and business partner with Payne.
0: Yeah, and there could be a conflict of interest there. So when it comes time to select the team, Bailey says he'll remove himself from the vote if the selectors are split on picking Payne. There are three selectors, Bailey, Coach Justin Langer, and National Selector Tony Dodder uh, If Payne doesn't play, who might replace him, Gabs? Well, the two likely choices are Alex Carey from South Australia,
1: and then there's Josh Inglis, who's from WA. Carey, he's the captain of Australia's second 11, that's Australia A, and he has played for Australia in white ball cricket before. Inglis, he's 26 and is four years younger than Carey, and he's also got the backing of legend Shane Warne to replace Payne in the test team. Warne says that Payne's position was in doubt even before what happened on Friday, and he says that he likes Inglis after coaching him in England. England earlier this year. Payne is the only wicketkeeper in the Ashes squad at this stage but Fez
0: that could change. Yep there's plenty to watch out for with the Ashes just over two weeks away. We still don't know who the captain will be but we'll let you know as soon as we do. Our basketball fans will be all over what went down in yesterday's game between the Detroit Pistons and the Los Angeles Lakers. There was a fight Blood was spilled and Lakers legend LeBron James was ejected. Guys, what happened?
1: Okay, no word of a lie. I literally <laughs> flicked onto this game as all this was going down. So what happened was LeBron and Piston centre Isaiah Stewart, they were competing for the ball in the third quarter and then James just whacked him in the head with a stray elbow. Stewart was bleeding pretty heavily from his right eye and he went right after James. Stewart had to be held back a number of times by his teammates, opposition players, coaches, and even stadium security, but... Every time it looked like he'd calmed down, he broke free again just to try to get to James. Eventually, he just sprinted up the tunnel. Both players rejected, which means they were essentially sent off. The Lakers, they were actually down by 15 points at three-quarter time, but they stormed home to win 121-116 with James off the court for most of the second half.
0: Yeah, LeBron's teammate Anthony Davis said after the match that everyone knows that LeBron isn't a dirty player and he actually tried to apologize to Stuart before the brawl broke out. It didn't stop LeBron getting ejected. And today's trivia question, which is brought to you by the Basketball Live app, how many times has LeBron James been ejected in an NBA game? Gab, do you have a clue for us? It's actually pretty rare, Fez. In fact, I can count it on just one hand. This is not a trick question. Caps only has the four <laughs> fingers and a thumb on his hand. Find out the answer at the end of the show. Matilda's captain, Sam Kerr, will arrive in Australia this week to take on the USA in some pretty good goal-scoring form and with a national record within a reach.
1: Yeah, that's probably an understatement, Fez, after Kerr scored three goals in Chelsea's 5-0 win over Birmingham in the Women's Super League early yesterday morning. She scored all three of her goals before halftime and then celebrated the third goal with one of her trademark cartwheel backflips. They got a perfect 10 from the Romanian judge over here. (laughs) Kerr has the most goals this season with nine and she's also had three assists in eight games. Now, if that form keeps up, Kerr could break the record for the most goals for Australia against the U.S. women's national team in the next week. Kerr is currently on 49 goals, and that's one goal behind Tim Cahill. He's got the record for Australia with 50. And who better to do it against than the USA? That's the team that beat the Matildas in the bronze medal match at the Olympics earlier this year.
0: Yes, yeah, she will have two games against the US to do it. The first at Stadium Australia in Sydney on Saturday afternoon and then in Newcastle on Tuesday night. Kerr wasn't the only Matilda amongst the goals in the WSL. Haley Rasso scored two goals in just four minutes for Manchester City. Staying with football, the A-League men's season kicked off on the weekend with a new broadcast partner. The TV figures are in for the one free-to-air match. Gabs, how did it rate? Yeah, so the free-to-air match was the Sydney Derby between
1: Sydney FC and Western Sydney Wanderers. That match ended in a nil-all draw and it was aired on Channel 10 and also 10 bold. Now, according to Media Week, 146,000 people tuned in. For some comparison, nearly 300,000 watched the V8 supercars on 7 Mate the same day. Now, while that number might seem a bit low for the A-League men, it is believed to be one of the most watched non-finals games in A-League history. History. Channel 10 and its parent company, CBS Viacom, they bought the A-League's rights for reportedly $200 bucks. with the other five A-League men's matches shown on streaming service Paramount Plus over the weekend.
0: Yep, and part of that deal is there'll be one free-to-air match each week on Network 10. Adelaide United versus Melbourne City will be the next free-to-air match this Saturday from 7.45pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. The term legend gets thrown around a fair bit in sports, but there is in fact a definitive list from the Sport Australia Hall of Fame. There are only 44 legends and the latest two were added yesterday.
1: Well, considering I didn't get a phone call from anyone, I'm guessing <laughs> it's not us this time, Fez. Sorry, Gabs. <laughs> but the two you are talking about are bona fide legends, and that would be swimmer Ian Thorpe and fast bowler Dennis Lilly. Thorpe, well, he's Australia's most successful male Olympian with five gold medals, and he held several world records during his career. And Lilly, he's widely considered Australia's greatest men's fast bowler. He took 355 test wickets in just 70 tests and won... Was one of the key figures in the World Series of Cricket Revolution in the late 70s. Now, to be a legend of Australian sport, you first must be a Hall of Famer, then be retired for at least
0: 15 years, and, of course, be right at the top of your chosen sport. Yep, you got to be the best of the best. That's probably why we didn't get a phone call, Gabs. Uh, <laughs> i put the full list in the show notes for you to have a look. Let's go from legends to champions because yesterday Judd Trump won one of snooker's most prestigious events in England. Ooh, that segue was right on (laughs) cue Fez.
1: But yes, Trump is now nearly $280,000 richer after he won the champion of champions tournament yesterday. He beat Scottish rival John Higgins 10-4 in the final after earlier eliminating Corrin Wilson 6-0 in the semis. Now, The way this tournament works is you can only qualify if you've won a major event during the year which kind of explains the name all the top players were there including aussie neil robinson who won the event in 2015 and 2019 when he beat trump
0: in the final robinson however was knocked out in the quarters this time around if you want to see how your pub form stacks up against the pros i'll put the highlights of the final in the episode notes all right, time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye, what's coming up. And uh, today we've got some sports doco recommendations. Uh, I'll go first, So uh, I watched a Fever Pitch on the weekend. It's all about the rise of the Premier League. Lots of great footage and big-name interviews in it with David Beckham and Eric Cantona. It's a four-part series, about an hour each episode. Check it out on Amazon Prime. Yeah, no spoilers
1: for me. Please, I am keen to watch that. Uh, I'm going to go to the NFL uh, documentary called Man in the Mirror starts on ESPN at 8 o'clock tonight. It's about Tom Brady and all of his Super Bowl appearances throughout his career. The first two parts are on tonight, and then that'll
0: continue throughout the rest of the year. All right, we'll check that out tonight on ESPN. Uh, As for today's trivia question, brought to you by the Basketball Live app, how many times has LeBron James been ejected in his career? Gabs, how many?
1: I'm looking at my four fingers that you mentioned earlier and I just halved it, Fez. The answer is two.
0: That's right. Only twice has it been ejected in 19 seasons. The first time was in November 2017 against the Miami Heat. He was playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers at the time and he got ejected for arguing with the ref. All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it. We'll catch you again tomorrow.